this podcast should have been out a lot earlier, like, you know, say yesterday. But, uh, yeah, I went the safe route. It's kind of like kicking a field goal instead of maybe having some balls and going for that fucking touchdown. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast, recapping the conference championships. Oh, Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13, and for the time being on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there. I have not been fully taken off of Facebook, but I am shadow banned. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. There's no fucking way I have that great of content on fucking on a social media site and nobody nobody likes it come on get the fuck out of here i only have friends with fucking dgens so that's how you know that's how you fucking know Mm. Mm -mm 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 -mm. that's a good cup of joe uh yeah so podcast should have been out yesterday on monday but it's not i'm putting it out on tuesday so you guys will get it on wednesday uh most of this week uh, i'm not going through any of the bullshit super bowl stuff you know we'll talk about it a little bit today but for the most part um there really is no reason to go over to the super bowl right now considering the fact that it's not even this upcoming weekend it's the following weekend so um, why, why, why fucking bore you for two whole weeks on the Super Bowl when I can bore you with one? And then for the other week, I can bore you with, uh, going back to, you know, draft season. Uh, we'll go back to not only fantasy football draft season, but we'll also go back to, um, the actual NFL draft. We'll kind of take a look at the dynasty rankings. That's going to be the next podcast that's out. Is going back through those dynasty rookies, uh, seeing what went right, what went wrong. We'll kind of take a look at the stats and stuff with that. Um, and, uh, yeah, have a little talk with that, and then we'll go position by position throughout the week. Uh, should actually get the dynasty rookies one out today, too, so it's kind of like a back-to-back type podcast. And then... Um, I don't know what I'm doing yet for tomorrow. If it's going to be uh, quarterbacks, I'll try to have two out tomorrow because I've got three hours I'm going to be sitting uh, for a pickup. So I'll have one on the road while I'm in Madison, Wisconsin tomorrow. Um, I'll have that. Uh, I'll have that ready to go, and then we'll have one from home tomorrow as well. We'll try to pound them all out. Uh, through Thursday, so then everybody's got stuff for, you know, if you want to listen at work or whatnots. Um, and then, then uh, we can kind of enjoy our weekends off. Uh, not going to talk about fucking, what is this Madden bullshit pro, uh, pro Bowl thing? No, we're not doing that. So, 
Um, I don't know what else there was really to talk about other than, say, just doing the recap. Uh, Matthew Stafford, uh, the Detroit Lions are looking to trade him. We found that out on Saturday. Uh, should find a home there. That'll be something that we can take a look at here in the next couple of weeks after the Super Bowl is done. Uh, we take a look at free agencies, uh, free agency for everybody, um, and see, you know, just where he might be. Um, <clears throat> this bullshit with Aaron Rodgers uh, not being with the Packers, uh, as soon as that came out, I was like, get the fuck out of here, get bent, go pound sand. Uh, he's going to be with the Packers next year, uh, starting for them. There's no fucking way. So, um, Deshaun Watson still wants out of Houston. Nothing new there. Uh, yeah. So if you can't tell, I'm trying to delay the inevitable. And that is the green Bay Packers loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, 31 to 26. <laughs> Let's segue right into the fucking game. Tom Brady, 20 of 36 for 280 and three touchdowns, but had three interceptions there. Uh, Leonard Fournette, 12 carries, 55 yards and a touchdown. That was the guy that I preferred that did go in the SI chat with that. Uh, also had five receptions for 19 yards on seven targets and touchdowns there. Uh, touchdown that he did have a nice 20 yarder. Um, uh, just really good, really good hard running in there. They, I, I don't know why they didn't use him a little bit more uh, than the 12 carries because Ronald Jones uh, really wasn't getting it done. 10 carries for 16 yards. Uh, he looked absolutely like garbage. Didn't even get a reception either. Chris uh, Chris Godwin outside a carry for six. Uh, and around getting into the receiving, uh, Chris Godwin, who was part of the write-up, uh <clears throat> Five receptions on nine targets for 110 yards. Uh, long 52-yarder, just I don't know how he got it. Uh, it was actually really good coverage. I'm not going to throw Darnell Savage over, under the bus on that one. Uh, Mike Evans, three for 51 and a touchdown on eight targets. Uh, he was the guy I chose to fade. He kind of got it done, but at the price point that he had, he really did not. Um and that's what and I said he was going to get a cheap fucking TD and what did he do? He got a cheap fucking TD. So that really sucked there. Scotty Miller, uh this is the guy that, you know, I don't know, Kevin King just can't fucking cover a little short ass fucking white guy. Uh yeah, let's let him get behind you, man. Two receptions, 36 yards and a touchdown on three targets. It was between Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson. I did say I like the rookie, but uh, maybe I should just look it up here in the write-up. When I look back at the targets, etc. spreadsheet, there is only one thing that stands out to help with the decision of which one to play. Before Tampa Bay brought in uh, Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller was the one wide receiver that the Bucks trusted the most on the field between the two, uh, which makes me lean towards him. Uh, hopefully this whole... This part with the Tyler Johnson, you know, now if anyone listened to me during the draft season, they know my love for Tyler and his skill set. He did have a TD in their last matchup, so I'll have a share of the rookie somewhere. I did have a share there. Um, that was primarily in showdown. Scotty Miller, though, uh, was the guy uh, for cheap value in uh, the two-game set. Rob Gronkowski, we talked, we've talked. we talked about him. 
Uh, he's used more as a blocking tight end, one reception for 29 yards and a touchdown, or a touchdown on one target, I'm sorry. Uh, Cameron Brate was the guy, uh, three for 19 and a touchdown on five targets. He was not written up, um, but we talked in the SI chat. Uh, that one was um, me and Joey were having the, having the conversation on this one. Um, that uh, I liked him. I I liked him from the pure standpoint that it's kind of like Scotty Miller, right? He's across the middle, uh, so he could basically take um, he could basically take tar- get targets just as well as the slot wide receiver running across the middle. Um, anybody that has listened to this for you know the, these last two years or has read my work for the last five or six or five years, I do correlate a lot with the slot wide receiver and the tight ends because they're running similar. Generally, they're running the similar routes where they're doing crossing routes across the middle uh, in between the linebackers and the safeties. So um, if I don't have, if I have one and I don't have the other, it's because I'm making the choice to run with. I have a higher. How do I? God, how do I want to say it? My brain is not functioning after driving in the snow today. Um, I'm higher on that player. I'm high, like, if I want a slot receiver versus a tight end, I'm higher on that slot receiver than I am on the tight end, right? Or I like the tight end, not slot right receiver. Of course, you know, vice versa. Sometimes it's just because I hate the fucking player. Like um, Curtis Samuel versus Ian Thomas, let's say, for Carolina. I'll never fucking write up Ian Thomas. Never. He's a horrible player. Everybody, you know, talks him up, and I'm like, why? He is not good at all. He sucks. So why would I Why would I even uh, consider him? So, you know, that, that type of stuff. You have to look. It goes team by team, you know, kind of team by team. Um. So, for Kansas City, for, you know, oh, oh, I hope I didn't, you know, spoiler alert, you know, when they play Kansas City, uh, Cameron Brate would be would be a, a, a target option, not Rob Gronkowski. Because Rob Gronkowski's going to sit in that line, he's going to block. Saw it all game. All game. He got the free release on one. On one. And that was it. Green Bay side, you had Aaron Rodgers, 33 of 48, 346 and three touchdowns, one really terrible interception. And by terrible interception, I mean, uh, can you hold the fucking guy anymore and get away with it on a pick? Obviously, the ref is looking right fucking there. Now, I'm not going to sit here and bitch about the refs, but we are going to talk about it. Um, I've never seen, I've never, <laughs> it's rare to see a game where they let the corners, safeties, you know, the coverage men manhandle fucking wide receivers the way that they did on Sunday. But, you know, after the first, basically after the first quarter, you know, a little bit in the second quarter, you start realizing they're going to let him play. 
And that's kind of why when Kevin King got called for the holding on Tyler Johnson at the end of the game, you know, essentially giving Tampa the first down and, you know, sealing the game. It's not hard to understand why if you're if a person is pissed about it, why they're pissed about it. You're not calling it all fucking game. Granted, he had a lot of that jersey, right? The whole string, you know, it ripped, and then here's his tail, right? But you didn't call obvious calls the whole fucking game. And, of course, Joe Buck and and, uh, Troy Fuckman, uh, you know, want to sit there and and go, well, they were called, you know, they were were handling it the same. They played it fair the same on on both sides. And they obviously fucking didn't. Don't don't bullshit when you're calling a game. That's all these two assholes do. They fucking just bullshit the whole fucking game. I wish that's the thing that sucks about like standalone games, right? You're more inclined to listen, you know, listen to it too while you're watching it, right? And just some of these some of these dudes calling the game, it's just like, shut your fucking mouths. You have no fucking clue what you're talking about at all. And I know it's not just Packer fans that hate these fucking two. I know just about every fucking fan hates them. They're so fucking stupid. They're so stupid. They're like the smartest dumbasses in the world. Just no common fucking sense whatsoever. Like, you could see through their bullshit without them even saying anything. So dumb. All right, so let's keep going here. Aaron Jones, six carries for 27 yards. Mentioned it. He was the best running back in the field, you know, at the position, right? But there was so much talent at the wide receiver position, like high-end, you know, high-cost talent. At wide receiver and, of course, Travis Kelsey that I said I'm paying down for my running backs. I'm just doing it. If you paid for Aaron, if you if you paid the salary of Aaron Jones, then you could only get one high-end wide receiver and one Kelsey or two high-end wide receivers. And I wanted to try and get two high-end wide receivers and Kelsey in there. And it was possible. Very easily. You had to work it with some, you know, value and have it work out. But we had enough value to have it work out. Jamal Williams, seven carries, 23 yards. Oh, we'll get back to Aaron Jones here. A.J. Dillon, three carries, 17 yards. Actually, an impressive three for 17. Um... In the passing game, let's start Jamal Williams. Four catches on four targets for 22 yards. Very good. Uh, A.J. Dillon, one catch for 13 yards on one target. And then Aaron Jones, four catches for seven yards on six targets and two fumbles. One he lost. One got recovered by Robert Tunyon. Tight end Robert Tunyon. It's just completely unacceptable. 
I don't care if he had a fucking chest injury or whatnot after he got hit. He already fumbled once earlier. And then he did that. I'm sorry. It it was really hard to believe that he got fucking hurt. Because he sure as fuck didn't look hurt when he was trying to get back up to go get that fucking fumble. So, in my opinion, he actually got benched. But I love Aaron Jones. So, I'm not going to rag on him too much. Oh, where do we go? Where do we go for receiving? Oh, who is this at the top? Who's this at the top? Who's this at the top? Oh, Marquez Valdez scaling. Four receptions, 115 yards, and a touchdown on six targets. <laughs> Oh, man. How did Alan Lazard do? Three for 62 on six targets. It's not as good as four for 115 in a touchdown. I'll tell you that. Oh, man. What did I say here? Lazard has the matchup versus the Bucks, who are 22nd in DVOA versus the wide receiver, too. But I definitely have interest in MVS here. The Packers will rotate where the wide receivers line up all game. They did. So I wouldn't completely look at their wide receiver cornerback matchups. Lazard had the long TD last week, but I mentioned it on the podcast that if Rodgers didn't overthrow a wide-open Valdez-Scantling earlier in the second half last week, we would be talking more about him rather than Lazard. After seeing what Traquan Smith did last week with his speed, you know I will go be going back to the MVS well. And I did. I had no Alan Lazard, and I had 100%. MVS. 100%. Every single lineup. MVS. I was so sure of it. That every lineup had him in there. Devontae Adams. 9 for 67 and a touchdown on 15 targets. Uh, Had a really good day in... PPR. He was definitely worth it in PPR. Maybe not so much on uh, FanDuel, but uh, he was still worth paying up for. Uh, let's see here. Robert Tunyon. Four receptions for 22 yards and a touchdown on four targets. What did I say at tight, tight end? Everyone knows I like attacking the Buccaneers with tight end, and Tunyon is, will be no different. Bucks are 25th in DVOA versus tight end, 23rd in points allowed to the position. No matter what linebacker Devin White did last week, he still has been a liability covering the tight end position. If you fade Kelsey, this is probably where you are going this week, or consider the two tight end approach for your lineups. A lot of two tight end lineups won this weekend, by the way. Uh, I have some love for fellow tight end Mercedes Lewis, who is truly more of a blocking tight end, but if you are looking for a salary saver, uh, there isn't another tight end on the roster who sees a, a similar snap share and could snag a cheap TD. What did Mercedes Lewis do? Three receptions for 28 yards on three targets. Did not get a touchdown, but told you, told you. Still taking a win on it, although he didn't. He, although you know, ultimately he failed. Um, just because it was a two tight end set, or uh, uh, two two game slate would have definitely paid off if he was on a regular slate. 
but still, like I said, you're only doing it on a two game or a showdown. So it is what it is. Equinamia St. Brown also had a reception for 10 yards on one target and he dropped a two point conversion. Um, mm. So on the last touchdown that they scored, uh, the Packers went went for the two point conversion. Um, that was in the third quarter. They did not get it. Um, they were down. God, what, what the fuck were they down? Um. Oh, they were down. They were down by five at that point. So they went for the two point conversion to try and uh, get it to within a field goal. All right. Rogers threw the ball, hit hit Equinamius right in the fucking hands. I know the ball was tipped, but it still hit him right in the fucking hands, and he dropped it. So we get late in the ball game. The um. Packers are marching down the field again. And, uh, God, what was it? It was third down and eight. Or third and goal from like the eight or nine, or from the eight or nine. <sighs> Rodgers makes a, makes a throw. He's running. He has nobody in front of him for the most part. Throws the ball dropped it wasn't a great it wasn't a great throw all three throws that he had um weren't all that great um but he doesn't run for it never seen Aaron Rodgers not fucking run it if it's wide open like that in front of him If he makes it, of course, you know, they're going to go up. Um, they're going to be up by one. They'll go for two, you know, try to go up by three. So field goal ties it. Um, possible overtime, right? If he runs it. It still gets caught. Like, let's say he slides at, like, the two or the three-yard line, right? Doesn't doesn't die for the end zone, John Elway style. So you'd have fourth and goal from two or three-yard line. They don't kick that field goal. I understand the decision to kick the field goal. Running the analytics with it, you know, that's what they're doing. Defense has been playing good, but it's still Tom Brady, in my opinion, right? Well, it's a fact, it's Tom Brady, right? But in my opinion, you don't give the ball back to Tom Brady with him having a chance to ice the game. It's kind of like it's kind of like KC uh, the week before with the Browns. You know they had a backup quarterback in there, of course, so a little bit different. But you just you don't give the ball back to Tom Brady 
without him needing to tie or win the game. You know, go have to go all the way down the field. That's what I'm saying. They only needed to get one or two first downs to basically secure the game. So, yes, I do think uh, Lafleur, Matthew Lafleur, was wrong in his decision to not go with it with Aaron Rodgers. Um, I always kind of think back, you know, not a lot of people, you, you know, not a lot of coaches in the NFL would do the old Madden thing, right? Fuck it, we're going forward on every down. I got four downs. I got four downs to make 10 yards every time. A lot of guys don't think like that. And it's kind of too bad. Andy Reid said, fuck it, we're going. <laughs> we're going on four downs to get that first down and seal the game. With a backup quarterback. LaFleur will hopefully learn to nut up or shut up. It's time to sack up. I don't give a shit. You got to call a fucking timeout. Call a fucking timeout. You bring everybody over. And you go, you got one fucking play. Score that motherfucking touchdown and win this goddamn game. Or at least get a get us ahead and the defense will stop them. And someday my cat will learn that he's too fat to jump up in some certain places. Let's move on. Uh, Bills at Kansas City. Kansas City wins thirty-eight to twenty-four. Uh, Buffalo went up nine to nothing and just started getting trounced. Um, Chiefs scored twenty-one straight points before uh, Buffalo kicked another fucking field goal. Um, one thing that I do want to point out here is that you know McCall Harmon he did have the uh, fumble down at like the two yard line. Um, that was kind of something that I was banking on. That's, uh, you know, the whole, uh, picking the bills as a defense. Like I said, I, I'm not paying up for any, you know, specific defense or whatnot. I'll just pay down. Uh, it actually would have worked out with the chiefs and the Buccaneers cause they each scored nine points. Um, Packers scored six and then Buffalo had nothing. Oh no, minus one, minus one over on uh, on DK. So that was fucking great. Um, but it's a little bit of a different story if Buffalo, when McCall Hardman uh, fumbles that ball, if the guy who got it didn't what didn't have his knee down, um, then it wouldn't have given it back to the offense. They could have ran it in for a touchdown, and that would have changed not only you know points for your defense, right? You get six points for the touchdown. Uh, you get the fumble recovery, so that's, you know, seven right there. But it kind of changes, it kind of changes, it still kind of changes the landscape of the game. Um, just because, you know, that works with the, de- that works with the defense. It's going to jack your defense up. I think the defense would have had an even better mindset if they would have scored that touchdown. 
It just kind of is what it is. But they didn't. Uh, Chiefs went on to just absolutely kill the Bills. Um, Josh Allen, stat-wise, didn't end up too bad. 28-48 for 287. Two touchdowns and a pick. Also had seven carries for 88 yards. Uh, So there was that. Um, Stat-wise worked out. Uh, we'll get to Mahomes when we get over there, and we'll talk about the quarterbacks and you know as a whole. Uh, Devin Singletary, wow, really shit the bed. Uh, shouldn't have been really surprised by it. I put him in the write-up uh, just because I knew he wasn't going to be highly utilized, and he wasn't. So if he would have done anything, if he would have got a touchdown, he would have been great, but uh, it is what it is. Six carries for 17 yards, two receptions on three targets for nine yards, no touchdowns. Uh, Devin Singletary is not going to be the starting running back next year. Guaranteed Zach Moss gets a shot on it, but Zach Moss has to prove it. Uh, TJ Yeldon, three carries for 15 yards, four receptions for 41 yards and f- on five targets. I was worried they were going to maybe get TJ Yeldon involved here, but I couldn't pull the trigger. I just figured it was a stupid play anyways, considering the fact that if Devin Singletary isn't getting it done, is TJ Yeldon going to get it done? And that was kind of my thought on that. It's a big fucking plow. Jesus Christ. Um... So that's kind of why, I mean, not, everybody would have laughed if I said, oh, maybe try T.J. Yeldon. Um, would have been good in PPR, though. I mean, eight, what, eight, nine, almost ten points out of him? It wouldn't have been too bad. Would have had very low usership on him, too. Pardon me. The Buffalo wide receiving, Cole Beasley. If I'm saying Cole Beasley first, that means this fuck did not, this did not work out well. Uh, seven receptions for 88 yards on nine targets. Uh, he was very highly active. Come to find out he was playing on a broken fucking leg. So you know what? <laughs> you know what? More more power to more power to him. <laughs> um, let's just do John Brown here real quick. Two receptions for 24 yards on four targets. I unfortunately went with John Brown. Um, but I did say in here, I was going to lean with wide receiver Cole Beasley in the spot as I like to attack Casey across the middle. But as with Diggs, uh, he will have an advantage over both Breland and Fenton as well when lined up on the left side of the field. Uh, Brown has more upside for down the field plays, much like we saw with Rashard Higgins. The thing with Josh Allen is every time he wants to throw a fucking interception, it happens to be when uh, he's throwing to John Brown. Like he cannot get it. He could not get it to fucking John Brown. It was the most ridiculous thing in the world. Um, Stephon Diggs uh, kind of shit the bed, you know, shit the bed because of how high his price was. But uh, six receptions for seventy-seven yards on eleven targets. Dawson Knox, the tight end, six for forty-two and a touchdown on eight targets. Yes, bang, 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 had him in a lot, a lot of lineups. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie came in one reception for six yards and a touchdown on one target. I swear to fucking God. The guy who won the showdown that I was in, um, (laughs) they had fucking Isaiah McKenzie. Are you fucking kidding me? 
Are you fucking kidding me, Isaiah McKenzie? I, and it was only because Cole Beasley went out. They pulled him out for a, a couple of plays, and then Isaiah McKenzie scores. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Just complete bullshit. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, 29 of 38 for 325 and three touchdowns, no interceptions. Also had five carries, five yards. Um, so, in the write-up, I had both Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen. No Tom Brady. No Patrick Mahomes. So Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen ended up finishing about 27 points. Not bad, right? Tom Brady finished with 20 because of the three interceptions. And Patrick Mahomes finished with 29. I had gotten asked on Sunday. Are you still not using Patrick Mahomes? And I said no. And I said the reason why is because of his salary. I figured all three were going to finish somewhere near each other. And I was right on that. Tom Brady was a little bit cheaper. Still wasn't going to use Tom Brady. Was right on that. Everything I saw was pretty much uh, Aaron Rodgers um, in the lineups for winning lineups on the two game slates. Patrick Mahomes might have been in a couple if whatever yours were in. Um, uh, but they still used the value targets that I had um, in their lineups. So. Uh, here we go with the Daryl Williams versus Clyde Edwards Alaire. Um, got asked on Sunday, sounds like Clyde Edwards Alaire is playing. Are you going to use him? Or are you still sticking with Daryl Williams? And I said, I'm sticking with Daryl Williams. I said, if you likes, if you, if you want to use Clyde Edwards Alaire, I'm not going to stop you, but 98% Daryl Williams. I had one lineup that had Clyde Edwards Alaire. Clyde Edwards Alaire, six carries for seven yards and a touchdown. One catch on two targets for zero yards. No touchdowns, of course. Darrell Williams, 13 carries, 52 yards, and a touchdown. Also had one catch for nine yards on one target. Darrell Williams is your Kansas City running back for the Super Bowl. Make no bones about that. Le'Veon Bell should be back, but fuck Le'Veon Bell. He won't play hardly at all. Well, he'll play a little bit because, you know, it is what it is. But Clyde Edwards-Alaire, that high ankle ankle sprain, it's bothering him, the hip. He has no, no movement whatsoever. He did not look good running the ball. And yes, Randy, I said I was going to... I left the halftime of this game from my buddy Randy's house. And uh, I said I was going home to go to bed. And uh, I did not. Um, I actually watched 
uh, pretty much the rest of the game. Um, I wasn't drunk, but I slipped on some ice and I fell. (laughs) And it felt later that night like I had severe growing pains in my left leg all the way up and down it. And I could not sleep worth shit. I got three hours of sleep on Sunday night. So that that with the winter weather uh, warning that I was going to have to drive into uh, this morning, um, I felt it necessary to get as much sleep as humanly possible. Um, so I didn't do any of the. That's why I didn't do any of the podcasts on Monday. Um, I did get. I actually got the uh, spreadsheet done for the Super Bowl. Outside of the pricing stuff, um, everything's all set and ready to go for that. So um, I just kind of did that and said, you know, get, I can eat while I'm doing that. I can't eat while I'm doing a podcast. So I figured I'd get at least something done. Did that? Got it done. Um, got my sleep. I'll get you know four or five hours of sleep tonight. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, so I watched the whole game. He looked like complete shit. Um, so Daryl Williams is going to be your running back. I might actually say that you might see a little bit of Le'Veon Bell in this one. Um, even though he's been, even though he's looked like shit, but there's also issues with the offensive line as far as, uh, the right tackle is expected not to. Who is it? Oh, uh, Mitchell Schwartz uh, is not expected to be ready for the Super Bowl. We'll have to pay attention to that one. But um, left tackle Eric Fisher uh, ruptured his Achilles on Sunday, uh, so he'll be he'll definitely be out for the Super Bowl. So we'll have to see what's going on with the line. Um, as far as you know, we're doing a showdown slate, so. Running backs technically probably aren't going to matter too much, uh, at least from the Kansas City side. So I'm not really going to be too worried about it um, from that angle. So we'll see what happens there. So Kansas City receiving Tyreek Hill. Holy fuck, dude. They they had nothing. They had nothing that was going to stop him. And... Uh, um. You remember what I said about Carlton Davis, that he fucking sucks, right? Carlton Davis also got burned by Tyreek Hill when they played each other earlier this year. So nine receptions, 172 yards on 11 targets. I wish I would have used more Tyreek Hill instead of Stephon Diggs. Uh, did not happen because I was 100% on Kelsey, who had 13 receptions, 118 yards, two touchdowns on 15 targets. He, You had to have him. You just had to. That's why. uh, uh, I know I didn't say anything about Tyreek Hill. It was a fucking whoopsie. Everybody should have been asking me about that. Okay. All righty. (laughs) Everyone is making a big deal about linebacker Matt Milano being involved in this matchup and not in their week six matchup, but I still remind everyone that Jack fucking Doyle lit this team up in the wild card round. So the Milano truthers could go fist themselves as he doesn't improve a defense that was 13th in DVOA versus tight end and 25th in points allowed to the position this season. 
You start with Kelsey when building your lineups. I should have made this fucking bold. You start with Kelsey when building your lineups. I know it was fucking difficult on Yahoo. But I did it anyways, didn't I? And I won this week. So, unless you're running more than three lineups, you are not fading him based on the pure points he will score this weekend. You can't you can't not use him. And I read the Robert Tunyon. Tight ends versus versus Bucks. It's gonna be very hard. But I'm intrigued by the fact of trying to use Kelsey and Tyreek Hill in the next matchup. If I'm going to choose one or the other, it's always going to be Kelsey. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what value we can get. Alrighty. Byron Pringle. Sammy Watkins isn't there. Man, take a look at Byron Pringle for uh, um, value here. Three receptions, 22 yards on five targets. I know it's not much, but we're talking showdown slate. He's going to be less than uh, Nicole Hardman, who was who had two receptions, four yards, and a touchdown on three targets. Uh, also had a rush for 50 yards. So Nicole Hardman definitely has some more upside. Um, but he's going to be probably highly highly utilized because Sammy if Sammy Watkins sits right, so Nicole Hardman would be the guy that everybody wants. Um, I would say look at Byron Pringle. Demarcus Robinson is nothing anymore. Don't ask me why. He's just nothing to this offense anymore. Really don't get it. I don't. I don't know if they're just using him for blocking or what. But we're going to have to take a look. I'll, I'll have to take a look at that. I'll have to look at the snap share, see what's going on here. But Nick Kaiser uh, did make it on the field. He had a target, no receptions there. So we will have Kansas City at Tampa Bay for the Super Bowl. Tampa will be the first team to, uh, you know, play a host to, in a Super Bowl. So. Kind of sucks. Too bad. So sad. Packer season's done. So, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not even going to do an article. I'm just going to fucking quit. I'm just quitting now. We're going to start season three uh, this week. I'm just kidding. I'm just fucking kidding. I love the Super Bowl. I get to actually watch the Super Bowl for the first time in a few years. So, But that's it. That's a review. We will get into the Dynasty rankings, and we will go back to through draft season this week. Until then... Take care, everybody.